0: you're a professional fucking company,
1: I, I'm fucking Will you will you fucking get over that? I'm no, not gonna, I don't want to record if you're gonna if you're gonna let this dwell on you. Like I think Jammer gets too much screen time here, he's gonna be a magical girl too. Eventually, yeah. What the fuck are you guys talking about? Because I love nothing more than destroying the foundation of your life.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 81 of the Animanga Podcast, the podcast where we discuss anime, manga, movies, TV, comic books, and whatever form of entertainment that interests us in any given week. I'm Jammer. And I'm Dominic. And what's up? It's been a couple weeks once again. (laughs) since actually maybe three weeks since we've last spoken. Was it three weeks or two weeks?
1: I think it's been two weeks. It's we actually weeks. Uh, we were contemplating on whether to record this week or not, but um, then Civil War came out, and I thought, yeah, we can find a lot to talk about oh, other I, than that. I, I didn't realize that we were contemplating not recording. Well, there you, that's kind of—this is news well, to me. Uh Are you having I thoughts think, without I, me again, Dominic? No, you I feel like you again. had sent me a text saying, maybe we shouldn't record this week. I'd have to look through my phone again. Did I say again. that? I thought you did and then I was like, yeah, we can record this week. Oh, I need to look that up. Hold on a second. You you go ahead and no, and vamp. You
0: don't need to vamp There's while a... I call you out on the text. Oh my gosh.
1: I just said can we resort record Sunday? Um and then Yeah, exactly. That's I don't it. think there is yeah. See, so to me, I guess I interpreted that a different way. Oh. <laughs> okay, then. I I I'm one of those people that that jumped to conclusions Matt would have been very well made for. <laughs> right. Well, if you know i talk about, watch Office Space. How have your, uh, how's your week been going, or your weeks? How have the your week? Oh, my been week's going? been going pretty good. It's been just prepping up for my finals. Um, other than that, you know, I've just been I've just been busy doing that, and then watching uh, episodes here and there of uh, the next show we'll go over. Um, hopefully, Which the next episode, Your lion April. It's very good from... I've watched the first ten episodes, and it's very powerful. I like it a lot. Cool. Apparently, oh, yeah. I've seen that um, the creator of Your Lie in April has a new manga that's coming out. Um I, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but I saw it on Crunchyroll that it's a new manga that's coming out. But it looked like it was about um, soccer and about, it looked like women's soccer or something like that. Mm. I don't know if it's going to be the same thing in a similar vein as in, you know, dramatic and stuff like that, but it looked pretty good. So I will probably check that out after I'm done with your in April. Cool. What have you been up to, mister?
0: I, this has been a rough two weeks for me. I've been cut off mostly from. The world like it's been oh, really i busy. Have to
1: work this is horrible <laughs>
0: well so pretty much i took on this job where we were grading standardized tests and these standardized tests they do not allow us to take our cell phones so pretty much i got up uh, really early like around f- five or so and then drove to a starbucks worked for about an hour one of the jobs i have so they'll let you uh, take your coffee in but they won't let you take your phone absolutely yes that sounds um, like no, no, a no. But counterproductive. I went. But I went to a Starbucks beforehand. This is I didn't say I took coffee with me. I went to a <laughs> Starbucks and I worked at the, at the Starbucks doing other stuff for about an hour, hour and a half. And uh, then I cool. went to this job, worked for eight hours, drove home, then worked for three more hours at Latino Review, mm-hmm. um, before calling it like at around nine ish, nine to ten o'clock, depending on how fast I was able to write. So, not a whole lot. Like I just had not that much time for news. Sadly, not that much time for anything. The only time I really had time for was the stuff that I wrote about in, Mm -hmm. you know, Latina Review or whatever. So it's like, even my movie news knowledge at this point, as far as like (laughs) recent news is very sort of not wide breadth Mm -hmm. at all. I'm not making words, but that's not very a lot. It's not a lot.
1: That's what happens when you're grading grading standardized tests. Your language skills have just declined. I can tell from how it normally
0: is. Yeah, and that doesn't help that I'm, I'm mildly hungover from last night oh um, yes it was your birthday it was not my birthday it was my birthday two nights ago but this wasn't oh, i thought any-
1: your birthday was on sat- was yesterday saturday no it was two days before that oh it was when i actually said happy birthday
0: yeah that <laughs> oh okay um but anyways it wasn't even a birthday celebration um one of our friends graduated she became a doctor so we, she came over and we had people over and just hung out and drank and chilled and stuff and i normally don't drink that much like I drink pretty pretty frequently, like mm-hmm. like maybe a, a beer a day or every other day or something, or maybe two. But I normally don't drink any beyond two beers anymore, because mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, I had like five. Oh man, that was intense. <laughs> like it was fine that night, but then this morning it doesn't
1: sound like you paced yourself. I did pace myself. Well, I don't. I mean, pace yourself as in you know you say you normally have one beer a day, so going from one to five. Yeah, that's, well, I mean,
0: I'm not, not going to build up to it because that's just making, you know, unhealthy habits if you, have, if you build up to five beers a day.
1: Mm-hmm. Why is it that you don't drink as many beers as you did before? Is it because uh, of health reasons? Health reasons, to, yeah. yeah.
0: Health
1: reasons and, you know, drinking that much a lot every day is,
0: isn't very good for you if it's an You don't ex- want a beer belly? <laughs> I do not want a beer belly. I'm not a fan <laughs> of that. I'm okay with having a flat stomach. Um, or relatively flat A washboard stomach. stomach? I do not have a washboard stomach, but it's <laughs> relatively flat
1: Washboard is that That's That generally indicates, like, abs, right? Yeah, well, what else would okay. it indicate? I don't know, I'm trying to imagine a washboard Because those are so antiquated At this point, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, no one uses that, yeah I mean, yeah.
1: Uh, there's some Amish people that I'm sure use that shit But
0: they wouldn't learn uh-huh. about this podcast, so
1: In our modern society, yeah, I know There's Amish people listening to an electronic podcast
0: um, but anyway, uh. so I had an interesting conversation happen to me while in this this past week. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned before, I would get up early and I would go to a Starbucks and I would work. And in the two weeks that I was doing that, I pretty much got my spot at the Starbucks. That's about five minutes from where the, the actual job is because that's, you know, I wanted to make sure it was relatively close. And uh, so I would work there. And then the final day that I was working there. Uh, There was this other guy who was sitting in one of those soft leather chairs that they have at some Starbucks, and he was there the day before, and I didn't think anything of it. I came in the next day, sat down, got my shit, and he was just like, hey, you got your your seat again. And I was like, (laughs) oh, yeah, I guess so. And he's like, we're creatures of habit. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. And he says, not me. I've traveled 350,000 miles in the past three years. And I was like oh wow And he's like you want to know why And I was like I-, I guess And he says because I'm bait what? And I was like what And he's like that's right the government's after me They've made hundreds of attempts on my life And da 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 he started going off on this whole thing nice. Talking about how uh, Let's see I wrote this shit down You wrote it down uh, he, He's burnt. He's gone through three cars since 2012 He's bait for the bad guys Hundreds of attempts made on his life He apparently in a previous life was a code guy. There were a hundred of them, and he's Mm -hmm. the only one who is left. A couple months ago, they burnt up his mother in a house. He served Mm -hmm. in two wars. Um, And then he went on to talk about how he would look at these people in Starbucks. He goes, you see that guy over there? He has his sunglasses on his head. That's code. (laughs) And I was like, no one puts their sunglasses on their head. I'm like, I do. And he was just like, yeah, but... He's like, but you're you're, you're not a, you don't know the code. This guy, he knows the code, and you know he's wearing sunglasses on his head. No one does that. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the war brewing between the government, the bad government, and the good government within the U.S. And he says the NSA is the good U.S. And mm-hmm. then he talks about how he's been in like 320 fights, like street fights, and has won all of them, and that uh, he has, his body is messed up almost beyond repair, and that he has surgery that he needs to get. <laughs> but he can't get it because the last surgery he got on his knee, he got gangrene and then his surgeon was killed. <laughs> and then he was just like I'm going to stay across the street at that motel there and I bet you someone's going to try to snipe me tonight. And it was just like huh? Uh-huh. That was just, just came out of nowhere. And he kept talking and I was just I felt so bad because you know, I wasn't sure. I was just like is this shit guy for real or is he just crazy or it's probably I, just crazy. Yeah, probably. But at the it, same I mean, time, it, like at the same, there's a part of me scored to be like, if this guy is remotely telling the truth, do I want to be around this fucker, and you know, <laughs> be collateral damage if some guy tries to snipe him? I mean, I actually didn't think that was going to happen, but that did cross my mind.
1: I I know I always wondered that too because. Um... A majority of my work involves – my personal work involves dealing with um, mentally incapacitated people, mentally ill individuals um, that have stories a lot like that. Um, So when I listen to them, I always wonder like what – I always think to myself every once in a while like what if we really aren't listening to these people and they really are – like some of those stories are true Mm because – you never know. I mean, I watch so many movies and it's it's all movie based. It's like, who the fuck knows what kind of conspiracy or things are really out there? I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. I'm not. I know you are. You're the guy who's... Not really. I well, like, you seem like you used to be.
0: No, I'm interested in the ideas of conspiracy theorists. I think they're interesting. I'm, okay. not, I'm not the guy like freaking going like, the end is near. I'm just going to like, ooh, <laughs> is the end near? Let me research that and see what kind of fun stories come Okay.
1: Okay, so you're interested in, in, in that aspect of I'm it. I'm interested in them.
0: I'm not i'm not necessarily for them i've been Uh, i I spent like i said several podcast episodes ago i'm still sort of looking into flat earth stuff just because it's interesting to me that people think that
1: not because mm -hmm. i
0: actually think there's a conspiracy or whatever
1: yeah so i mean i'm that kind of idealistic person that likes to believe that the reality i'm living in is an actual reality but there, you know i've watched so many films that show that there could be otherwise that I have no idea what if sometimes these people are telling the truth. Um just recently we had a <clears throat> we had a person who had in credible dementia and was talking about owning land and you know in a certain area of the united states and we're like there's no records of that or anything when we took them and that there's there's these people that they know that are co-owners on stuff like that and i was like there's no record of any of this this person's crazy and then four months later down the line we did find people that actually were by that same name and there was land and there's some like who knows at this point we just we just perceive people to be like oh if what you're saying doesn't seem like it's within a certain line of reality um with any evidence to back it up then we just kind of dismiss it mm-hmm. and so i'm just like you know at this point i i believe almost in almost anything there's some things like what that guy was saying where it's like you start rambling a mile a minute who knows you might be telling the truth you might not but
0: yeah but uh, I, I also just wonder like am i obviously that i can't necessarily relate to to this because i don't have a Mental illness, I feel like bad saying Mm -hmm. that. But it's just, what happens that from their perspective makes them think all of these things are happening to them? Mm -hmm. Like, he said his mother was burned in a house in January, alive. What happened? To make him think that. Like, what... Yeah, what happened?
1: I don't... Did he read a... Did he read something in the newspaper about something like that and then somehow associated it with himself? Maybe. In, in his own psychosis or something like that and interpreted it that way? I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist, so I couldn't say.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it was just... It was really interesting and I was just like, wow, okay. That's insane. I don't... I don't even know. I don't know. <laughs> and then you're like,
1: uh, I gotta get to work. So yeah. Yeah,
0: pretty much. I was just like, I gotta get to work because... I am not going to have a whole conversation here because I got to go. And he kept talking, and I was. Was there anyone staring at you while you were while he was talking to you? Staring at me? No, staring at him. I think. Yeah. No one. No one gave me an out.
1: Was he pretty loud? He
0: wasn't quiet. I'm not saying I don't think he was loud. He was just talking Mm -hmm. like this. This probably this level of voice. God, my words are not working today. That's all right. (laughs) <laughs> but i thought that was very interesting and i yeah i'd never necessarily come across with uh, i never had an extensive conversation with someone as
1: i guess delusional as that mhm yeah i haven't in a while honestly either myself but like i said it, my work i deal with it so i kind of hear it a lot more than you do on a daily basis but uh it, it's it's interesting when you hear it um like in a public setting like that and when you have people who, who speak about it so casually, like almost, you know, being like, Hey, look, man, this is what's going on right now. I have this going on and this going on where they, they look at you and you can tell in their eyes that they believe it. That's, yeah. that's, that's when it gets scary because you're like, Holy shit, this person might be really onto something. Cause the way they're looking at you, you could tell it's like, you know, this guy's not fucking around. He really, he really believes this.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, that's what this guy was. Like he, he, mm-hmm. he clearly believed what he was saying or he was fucking with me. I don't know. He might have been well, he's fucking. a really good actor if he's fucking with you, yeah, <laughs> and every like he would always he had this speech quirk where it's like what what do he say? Not really a speech quirk, it was just he would always follow up saying, "You get it,-hmm, this, 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 this," and he'd nod and look at me, go, "You get it." I'm just like, okay, <laughs> yes, cool. you get it <laughs> uh, What but did, i I just feel, your fiance th- think of that, oh, she was interested. She was like, "Oh, that's interesting, that's really cool. Like, cause you know she's she's going to school for psychology, so she thought mm. it was awesome. But yeah, I felt kind of bad. I was like, I, I didn't know necessarily. I'm like, what do I do? I do anything or sad good, poor guy? I don't know. Is he actually? I'm wondering if he's like actually traveling around the country and going like on the run, even if nothing is chasing him, or if he's just mm. you know lives nearby and just said that to everybody.
1: <laughs> he could. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it could be a little of both. Honestly, it could be either a horror story. Yeah, but anyway, moving on from that, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a good opening story. I like that. Right. It was weird. It was
0: fucking crazy. And uh, moving on from that, we're going to be talking about some random news pieces that you have. But at the very tail end, I think we'll talk a bit about Captain America: Civil War, which came out this past weekend, and who, which you want to talk about. But until then, what else do you have for us, Dominic?
1: Um, let's see. Well, just recently, this last week, Entertainment Weekly magazine presented the first look at the costumes for the new Power Rangers film. Uh, according to the magazine, the outfits are, quote-unquote, translucent extraterrestrial armor that crystallizes around their bodies, end quote. Um, I've looked at these costumes, and they look... I'm trying to think how what I can compare them to, because... I feel like i've seen these in like b science like uh science fiction films almost like they look like something you'd see in like a b horror film i mean not a b horror film but b science fiction film mm-hmm. um i guess i can see the whole extraterrestrial kind of thing it looks very alien-esque it doesn't look anything close to at least to me, it doesn't look anything close to what the original costumes were. And I'm guessing that's obviously what they would have wanted to go with. Cause it's kind of a reboot at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a little edgier, but it seems like something that I would have seen in the nineties. Cause like the nineties was all about being edgy and extreme and that kind of stuff. Um, the costumes, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling them from what I saw. I don't know about you. They're Okay. Um, I don't
0: mind them. They have definitely. They kind of have the a new Ninja Turtles vibe, like very sort of <laughs> CG looking, um, shiny. Uh, they don't look bad. I understand where they're coming from. They're gonna. They're out of context, and they're gonna take some getting used to. Like I, I can't. I almost cannot fully judge based on this photo that we were given. I will say a couple of things though that are kind of. I'm not a fan of. I am not a fan of the female versions of the suit because of the freaking, the built in boobs and the high heels.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even notice the high heels. They have <laughs> high heels on them. It's ridiculous. Like, um, but you know, it's kind of interesting if you look at the black I'm uh, not the black ranger, the blue ranger. Um, it almost looks like he's wearing like a bikini. If you see like the top there, it almost looks like that's like the top bikini area, and then like the bottom blue area. See like where the crotch is, that could be like its own like speedo. Yeah. I mean I could see that,
0: yeah. But yep. um I kinda I kinda like it, but at the same time it's it's gonna be difficult until I see it in motion. Because right now it kinda looks like a video game. Mm. Um it looks very CG and all that. But I mean, it's better than the spandex. Like we weren't we weren't gonna go with the spandex, I had to edge it up somehow. Um, what's wrong with spandex? It's awful. It's not practical, it's not a suit, that's just a freaking costume. Mm. Do you would you really want to see someone in a spandex outfit that is like in, in like actually believes that they have alien powers?
1: Eh, I guess not.
0: It wouldn't it does not make sense. It does not compute. It does not is not good. But um
1: it Does not compute it does not good. Yeah. <laughs> you are really my, off to My I words are it. off. Like I'm I love it.
0: <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Like it I just I don't like The female stuff. However, it is not as bad as Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Have you seen that? No. I'm gonna send you a photo for that. So for those of you, just look up Valerian. That's V A L E R I A N. It's a new Luc Besson movie. uh, Who is known for directing such films as like The Professional or whatever uh, or uh, Fifth Element and Leon
1: the Professional is yes. that what it was? Leon. Okay.
0: Well, there's like one that's Leon and then there's one that's the American release was the Professional, which was like it basically took out the extra pedophilic undertones that were scattered about that movie. Oh yeah. Between like Natalie Portman and the guy uh Jean renault I think his is his name. Oh, yeah, was, how
1: young was Natalie Portman in that movie? She was like 12 maybe, <laughs> or 11. Anyway, so what's wrong, with th- what's wrong with these costumes?
0: Have you uh, seen the... I'm looking at it right now. The Valerian one? hmm Look at her boobs. Yeah. That's ridiculous.
1: Well, her boobs might be that big. They're not.
0: If you've okay. seen her, they're nowhere near that big. She'd oh. be able to fit in the same freaking area, the amount of space as that dude next to
1: him. Uh like, so it's just padding.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's just empty space.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it, they do that to make it look form- more feminine. Like, if you're running around... If you're a girl you're not gonna want to wear that if you're, <laughs> you're gonna like have a sports bra it's gonna flatten it and you're gonna be practical that ain't practical that's just ridiculous
1: yeah but i don't think hollywood is about practicality when it comes to costumes like that for women
0: yeah i think it
1: should it should get there yeah it should definitely i agree with you like the power rangers just...
0: ones aren't nearly as bad mm-hmm. as that is my point
1: true I, I, I think I agree with you about the whole having to see them in. Uh, I need to see like an actual trailer and see them actually be, you know, actually be them in motion to really give like an actual good opinion about it. But I haven't. Who are the actors that they have? They have um, mostly
0: unknown actors, like, or at least I don't know who they are. Uh, so oh, which if you is, don't
1: know who they are, then that they're definitely unknown. Which is you know probably for the
0: best that way they can sort of establish themselves in this film series mhm so that you know that's who they're associated with and it's not distracting that we have like fucking
1: tom cruise as a power ranger or something you know what i mean oh, okay. that wouldn't be <laughs> he's it. short enough he could pose as a teenager yeah uh is there no <laughs> another there's another slight on tom cruise he's only, i'm he's sure five i'm sure he's a fine guy he's my same height oh really yeah uh okay um is there no Bulk and Skull in this movie?
0: I have no idea. Maybe. I doubt there it. better though. be. I doubt it. I know <laughs> they that were just
1: Elizabeth... added in the 90s, weren't they? To the American version? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, I know that uh, Rita Repulsa is being played by
1: Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, I remember. I think um, last episode we spoke about the costume on that. <laughs> we did, yeah. And I was all right with that. So I think it's just, I don't know. It's a reboot. I haven't watched, excuse me, I haven't watched Power Rangers in so long. Uh, Actually, since I think I've only really watched the original series way back then in like the early 90s. Same here. So I can't really say anything about. The costumes, or the fan base, or anything.
0: Well, I mean, until you don't have, I see it, you don't say anything about the fan base, but you could talk about, you know, your costumes. What you remember from the costumes? What you remember from the story? What you remember from the original mm-hmm. iteration of it? Because it's changed, you know, a thousand times over since then. It's like not; it's a different series every single year now at this point.
1: So, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, their costumes also kind of remind me of, like, uh do you remember the Beetleborgs?
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: it kind of reminds me a little bit of
0: that, just like the metallicness of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's very Transformers-esque in general, just sort of the shininess. Mm-hmm. Um, very PS3. It's like they threw water on it and made it shine. <laughs> very PS3. You know what I mean, though, when I say that, don't you? No. No, you don't? Okay, never mind then, don't worry about it. Moving okay. on from that, but I, I really, I once again, I have to wait until, I'm not not excited. I actually am relatively excited to see what they do with this. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just like, I'm not completely down on it. I I really genuinely think this could be really fun. It could be really good. We just have to wait and see what they, what else they bring to the table. It's just too early to find out right now.
1: Mm -hmm. So moving on from that, um, I have, I'm not a user of the messaging, uh, the messenger service line, but I know there are a lot of fans of, um, anime that are um i'm not aware of really what the messenger service is for other than i think just sending messaging messages to people uh but there is a set of new dragon ball line stamps and they're basically kind of like they're like uh replacements for emojis where you just basically send these stamps to people and it has, like, anime characters with messages and stuff on there. Uh, but there is a set of Dragon Ball ones that have um, Frieza from Dragon Ball set up as, or dressed as a boss. The perfect boss. Um, and... It's interesting to see him in like a suit and tie because it reminded me of the poll that we had about four or five months ago. I don't remember how long ago it was about uh, people in Japan in Japan that were polled about who they would like to work for. Uh, and a lot of people, really high on the list was Frieza that a lot of people would work for, which you were completely against.
0: Yeah, those people, uh. we, should, we should literally just kill them because they obviously <laughs> do not value their lives enough. To exist, they're like, "Oh yeah, I'll work for that fucker, you, that guy who kills his henchmen out of frustration." We'll do that.
1: What about people who work for Donald Trump? I don't think he kills people. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm. I like. I like the the stamps. They actually look pretty cool, and I think Frieza actually does pull off the suit and tie pretty well. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. So
0: it's very much. I like how Dragon Ball Z, like, back in the day, it, it seemed like Dragon Ball Z, oh, it's so serious, it's so action-packed. Maybe it's just because I was a kid. That's very possible as well. But nowadays, they really seem to be embracing the, the the goofy side of the series that Toriyama, I think, probably enjoyed more than the serious side of it. Mm-hmm. And that includes this whole aspect here. Um, one thing I think is funny, one of the comments at the very bottom says, this isn't even his final promotion. <laughs> That's why I didn't look at any of the comments. Yeah, that was pretty good. Good job Bob Monkeys on Crunchyroll. Funny joke.
1: <laughs> oh man. Can you think of any other anime characters that you could see that aren't normally in that setting that you would think would be good as bosses or not even good as bosses. It doesn't have to be but could pull off the pull off the uh the attire.
0: The suit and tie? Mm-hmm. Like off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Suit and tie anime characters. No. Not no. off the top of my head. I mean I can't think of
1: You'd have yeah, I know you'd have to think about you, it. Yeah, that'd be while.
0: that'd be a question
1: that you would have to had prepped me for, man. No. What about it Cell? It makes for light? it ma- it makes for good radio if you don't know what's going on. What about Cell? Another Dragon Ball character. I'm trying to think. I mm, maybe I mean he has the original,
0: original form Cell with like no. a freaking bug mouth.
1: No. No? You don't <laughs> no. like that? No, it would have to be Perfect Cell because Perfect Cell has the sound. Oh no, um, no, I'm saying Perfect Cell would look better, but I'm yeah. talking about what would look funnier. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I don't. know. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I. No, I'm sorry. Gaimon from One Piece. The, wait, the guy in the box. Yeah. He Didn't put, his voice actor just recently die too?
0: He did, but they could put a suit over. The over the box, over the box.
1: That'd be good. You'd be walking around and not even see him because of how small he is to the ground. Well, I mean, it's not like you don't see people who are short.
0: You don't, the children don't just exist when you walk by them.
1: What are children? (sighs) Right. (laughs) There's this guy in my office. That's actually, he's about maybe like a little over five foot. Oh, so it's okay. You could make these jokes because you're friends with short people. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. It's not okay. I'm really being a dick to short people, but there's this guy in my office that I, every once in a while, I like think it's so cute that he's like, he's like about like five foot or so. And I'm like, Oh, that's so cute. It's horrible. God, it, horrible. I'm a, I'm You're an, an awful person. awful person. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, it was I think last week we had uh, take your uh, kids to work day. I don't have any kids, so I didn't have any kids to take to work. Um, but this guy was walking around, and I almost I almost Hello? wanted to say who's no. your. I almost wanted to say hey, did whose kid is that that they brought? And I thankfully didn't say it because I noticed it was the guy, and I was like oh shit, I almost just said that. Out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, <to him. laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm an asshole. That reminds me of that episode of Thirty
0: Rock where Liz she's getting uh have you seen the show? No, I don't remember. You know, I haven't. Okay. I didn't know, I forgot. That's why I asked. Um she's going baby crazy. She like mm-hmm. really wants babies, and then she's walking down New York Street, I think they're waiting for to cross the street or something, and she sees a kid, the back of a kid's head, and she goes she has the urge to sort of ruffle his hair. So she does that, and it turns out to be Peter Dinklage. Oh, okay. And it becomes a thing where she's like, uh, what was that all about? And she's just like, because I, was, I really wanted to talk to you, and I wanted to get your attention. And then, da-da-da-da. And he's just like, okay, well, you have it. What's up? And then they ended up going out. But mm-hmm. it ended up not working out because she had to reveal the fact that she originally thought he was a kid when he first, <laughs> she first saw him. It was a really good episode. You should check it out. And Peter Dinklage was charming as fuck in the episode. Peter Dinklage is a great actor.
1: No, he's really that. good.
0: I always remember yeah. him in Elf too.
1: Yes, I do. Yeah, I remember him mainly from
0: Elf too. That was really that was a great role for him.
1: But anyways, uh, uh,
0: moving on. What's the next news item?
1: um moving on let's continue with dragon ball since that uh, we already were in there um so dragon Ball evolution was a thing that happened a long time ago it was a movie that was uh, made by fox and it was horrible um live action movie i 2008 2009 2008 i can honestly say that i've never seen the movie just because i saw trailers and i could tell yeah that's gonna be a steaming pile of garbage um have you I've seen, seen it, it twice
0: <clears throat> wow! I saw it once in theaters because I had to see it. I, even though I knew it was going to be bad, and then I watched it again because I wanted to show someone how bad it was.
1: Wait, uh, why did you have to see it the first time?
0: Because I wanted to see it how it turned out, even though I knew oh. it was going to be bad.
1: Like, oh, I, you said you 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 said you had to see it. So I was thinking you did it for work or something. No, no, no. I just had to. Like, because I, for me, I wanted mm-hmm. to see it, see. and it was a really
0: funny experience because it was so bad. Like everyone in the theater knew it was bad. And Mm -hmm. one of the way it's things really annoying is that they do the Kamehameha thing at the very end. And when he does it, you know, usually he stays in place Mm -hmm. when he does it. And this one, like he did it and then he like jumped at the guy as he was doing it. (laughs) And it was really like everything about it was awful. There was like that climactic moment when he was going to do it. And as he did that where he did it and when it, it was just awful. And then right in the middle of the theater, people were just like, fuck. this (laughs) this <laughs> fuck that and then they like yelled and like stood up and walked out and the whole theater just started busting up laughing
1: because it was like awful everything about the movie was just terrible absolutely have it, terrible have any of those actors gone on to do anything else or yeah. was that just okay i didn't know if it was one of those kind of movies that just kills a career no no i don't think it killed careers um the
0: girl who played bulma emmy Rossum, she mm-hmm. now stars in a showtime original series I think Justin Chatwin, the guy who played Goku, also did that. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl who played Chi-Chi, she was in Sucker Punch a few years back. Oh, okay. Um, who else? You have... What other characters are there? You have Steven... Not Steven, Chow. Chow was that Chow Yun-Fat who was in there?
1: I think it was. I you can't look say it. it. I'm going to look yeah. it up right You look it up. I'll look it up. So, I'm not the hollywood kind of guy so i don't really and why, when i say that i mean i don't know a lot of the statistics from hollywood but i would uh, ask you is there such a thing as a career killing movie to the point where if say it's like a it, it, was, it, was, it was early yun- role it was chow oh. yun
0: fat he played roshi okay um is that it yeah those are really like whoa nope never mind this is someone different than i thought anyway sorry continue
1: yeah, so my question is, is there such a thing in Hollywood as a movie that someone can star in that is so bad that no one else will look at you as an actor? No, I don't think so. No, they usually just say, eh, you just had a bad director or writer. No, I
0: mean, like, it could be make things difficult, but I, unless, I don't think it's, it's possible for, like, one of the higher, well, let me try that again. It is not likely for a higher profile actor to necessarily fall completely out. Mm-hmm. Um, just based on crappy roles they've had before. Like, it's difficult for sure. But can they not break out of it? I mean, they'll definitely be able to break out of it if they work at it. Like, Hollywood is all about, you know, what have you done for me lately?
1: Mm-hmm. So, Sound, sounds like sports. That's how it is with sports. Is too. that how it is with sports? Yeah. yeah. It's
0: like, how? Like what have you done for me lately? The last yeah. thing you did is shit? Well, that mm-hmm. sucks. It's going to be hard for you to get the next role. Yep. Have you done a pile of shit? Like, a lot? Okay, it's gonna suck. It's gonna be hard for you. However, if you find well, if you find something that you're really good at, and you're able to make a comeback and really capitalize on it, like maybe Keanu Reeves, who's mm-hmm. done a great job of doing that in the you know past recent years, yeah. Um, then yeah, I think I think you can actually be perfectly fine. But I mean, it's hard enough to be an actor as it is. So if it's if you're talking about like maybe career ending for like really low 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 profile actors, maybe. But I, I think it's always possible that even if you're that low. It's probably more about the fact that you're just maybe not a memorable actor than it is with that specific role. Because if you're not that memorable, or if you're memorably bad, and you don't really have much else on your resume, Mm -hmm. it just it's more that they probably wouldn't have noticed you to
1: begin with in that. So it's not like a huge deal breaker. I don't know. Okay. That that makes more sense. I, I, I was honestly along the thinking that yeah, just one one film isn't going to ruin a your entire um, One film will not ruin an entire career.
0: Yeah. Like one film definitely not. Maybe like mm-hmm. a lot of films, more likely to, but I, I never think it's down and out with actors.
1: Unless you, unless you own your own production studio like uh, Adam Sandler, a lot of people own their own production
0: studios. Like a lot of companies do, or companies, mm-hmm. a lot of actors do. You know Leonardo DiCaprio, Michael Fassbender, they own the stuff and that they are they're in a lot of times.
1: Oh. So moving up, so talking about Dragon Ball Evolution, the screenwriter Ben Ramsey uh, was. Uh, interviewed recently by uh, Derek Padula, who's written books such as Dragon Soul. Um, and he, uh, Mr. Ramsey, was actually pretty open about the problems that uh, were associated with Dragon Ball Evolution. He stated in a letter, Uh, I knew that it would eventually come down to this one day. Dragon Ball Evolution marked a very painful creative point in my life. To have something with my name on it as the writer uh, to be so globally reviled is gut-wrenching. To receive hate mail from all over the world is heartbreaking. I spent so many years trying to deflect the blame, but at the end of the day, it all comes down to the written word on page, and I take full responsibility for what was such a disappointment to so many fans. I did the best I could, but at the end of the day, I... Dropped the Dragon Ball. I went into the project chasing after a big payday, not as a fan of the franchise, but as a businessman taking on an assignment. I have learned that when you go into a creative endeavor without passion, you come out with suboptimal results and sometimes flat out garbage. So I'm not blaming anyone for Dragon Ball, but myself as a fanboy of other series. I know what it's like to have something you love and anticipate be so disappointing to all the Dragon Ball fans out there. I sincerely apologize. I hope I can make it up to you by creating something really cool and entertaining that you will like. And that is also something I am passionate about. That's the only work I do now best Ben. So wow. Um, It's interesting to actually see someone take, uh, and when I say someone, I mean like an actual writer or someone who is a large portion responsible for the uh, panned movie itself, actually coming out and apologizing for it and recognizing that, yeah, I just did it for the money.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like he didn't write anything afterwards. I'm looking at his IMDb page. He hasn't written anything since. He's done some shorts as an actor actually he's done one short as an actor since then he has recently directed a short as well uh, in 2015 and then he also did another a movie called blood and bone as a director in the same year that dragon ball evolution came out but he really hasn't done a whole lot so i wonder speaking of what you're talking about if this like one movie is enough to end a career was one Mm -hmm.
1: bad movie enough to end a career for a writer i don't know I think the I, I would honestly feel that the rules for that would apply differently for different positions, yeah. um, such as directors and writers. I feel that bad movies can hurt them more than actors because actors, while their performances are what's looked at, a lot of times people can also say, well, what was the director telling them to do? What was the director's role in the way that their performances were were Um, ended up and then what did they have to work with as far as you know what was written
0: right i'm not sure but because at the same time you have someone like akiva goldsman Mm -hmm. who wrote a beautiful mind i think he won an oscar for that uh and he also wrote batman and robin Mm -hmm. which is considered (laughs) one of the worst comic movies ever put to film and uh, that didn't ultimately end his career uh, it it often oftentimes... so you're blaming
1: George Clooney
0: for that one. No, I'm blaming the studio for that one. Okay, like a lot of times, it, writers they have very very little control over what they actually what actually makes it to the screen. They mm-hmm. may be directed in this way, say so like, no, no, we need this, this, and this, and this to, to happen, and mm-hmm. they have to follow orders because they're hired to take on a job, and. A lot of times studios just have complete reign. They want it to go this direction and this direction and do this type of stuff and have this type of tone. I and think literally with this- they're just carrying out what the studio wants. They're doing the execution of it, doing the best they can. However, at the end of the day, if a studio doesn't like it, they could change it however they please. And you could still get credited as a writer, even if they were doing a shit ton of rewrites behind your back mm-hmm. or after the fact.
1: Absolutely, and I think it was I think that was the story with um Batman forever and Batman and Robin. I think it was the studio that wanted to go in a different direction from the darker Tim Burton films that had preceded them is Is that right yeah, 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 and I guess unfortunately, Joel Schumacher was the one that fell into that one because <laughs> yeah. I don't think he I don't think his writing or his directing in other films was anything close to that.
0: No, I, I think have, it definitely I have was a, s- a studio problem. Like, But I also think he was probably in it too much. Like, mm-hmm. he, he had this sort of idea. It's like, oh, comic books, it'll be fun, and this and that. And maybe
1: at some point, make like, it more, he, he just kind of lost sight of what is considered good and what is considered bad. Make it more akin to the 60s Batman kind of silliness. Yeah, a bit.
0: Except mm. not all the way. Like, not enough. It was just bad. Yeah, I don't know. But he's done some good movies. Like, he's directed uh, some episodes of House of Cards.
1: Yeah, I saw that. He's directed uh, Phone Booth, which I really like, which was that... Oh, I do. I do like Phone Booth. That had, oh, um, uh, I forget who the main actor was in that. Uh, that Colin, was Will, Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Yeah, Will <laughs> Farrell. Colin <laughs> Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Yeah, Will Farrell's cousin. Um, And uh, Kiefer Sutherland as the person who was calling him, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my yeah. first introduction to that actor because his voice was freaking captivating. Wasn't it? Yeah. And he had like some weird color in his hair too. He was like kind of blondish, wasn't he, in that movie? Well, you couldn't really, you saw him for like one, a couple shots. So I don't yeah. remember what he looked like, to be honest. I do Yeah, that was a good movie. I feel like that movie doesn't get as much uh, praise as it, it should.
0: Yeah, yeah. That and um, another movie that kind of reminded me of it, that was just like really short, really concise thriller was uh, Red Eye mm-hmm. from, I think uh, it was Wes Craven, mm-hmm. um, where it was, it was kind of promoted as a horror movie. But it was just a thriller um, where it, I'm not sure if you remember it start Killian Murphy.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I
0: didn't see it. Rachel McAdams was it? But anyways, like it started off with the I like I remember the advertising because it was great. Like it was pretty much saying, "Hey, this is a romantic comedy and stuff where these two people are meeting on a plane and stuff, and then it turns and then it gets like really dark and mm-hmm. then it's just red eye, and that's it." I don't know. It was a great movie, but anyways, phone booth kind of reminded me of that and how it's like a short thriller. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, to me, the greatest, um, uh, one of the greatest um, settings, I think, in thriller and or horror uh, are the ones that are in confined spaces such as that. Yeah. I really love those. Those are really good, I feel like, at um, creating tension Mm -hmm. uh, for the viewer. And taking it back around, Joel
0: Schumacher also worked on, uh, he directed The Phantom of the Opera from 2004, Mm. which starred Emmy Rossum, who played Bulma in Dragon Ball Evolution whoa look at that see how we just did that like
1: that little workaround. around there it's not cool if you point it out i know what do you a, think of his apology I, I like his apology like this guy ben ramsey i absolutely think it's i i think it's great i think it's i think it's a good thing for someone to come out and actually take blame for it and i think it seemed like something that was kind of weighing on him uh the way that he writes it it sounds very sincere it doesn't sound like yeah i might as well just apologize for this just to just to say it you know just to make people happy like he says at the end like i know what it's like to be disappointed I've, i'm a fan of things and i've been disappointed so i know exactly how some people feel um and he wants to make it up so i don't i don't think he'll make it up to the dragon ball community but i'm sure he'll m- make it up by trying to write something good
0: yeah yeah and so, it's very, very big of him because at the end of the day, it is really easy to shift the blame. I think when you're in that position, because you have all these like to the studio to or the something, studio to the director to whatever. Like it, it, it would be easy for him to do that, and the fact that he doesn't do that is, frankly, surprising. I'm like, okay, that's mm-hmm. good for you, man. That's great, and that it seems like he's learned
1: a lot from it as well. So just make sure, Jammer, when you're writing the. Finishing your magnum opus of uh, Dangerous Faces that you do not just do it for the money. Trust me. I am not doing Dangerous Faces for the money. <laughs> Trust If me. there was a film adaptation, would you be the director? No. Or the screenwriter?
0: Uh, screenwriter, maybe. Director, no. I do not have anywhere near the experience to, to do the
1: directing. You just tell the cameras to go in one place and then you tell the actors to emote a certain emotion, right?
0: That's it. That's all you have to do. <laughs> I could do this. Yeah, no, I could
1: do this in <laughs> my sleep. <laughs> Great. Moving on, what's next? Um, I you know what, I was thinking I had some questions regarding that Power Ranger stuff from sure. before. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking why did they not cast an Asian person for the Yellow Ranger this time around? Because they have a black person?
0: But he's not playing the black ranger. Oh he's not? Is he no, he's, he's a blue ranger. Oh, Because they're obviously really cognizant of the freaking racism that you know of the original one. Well, not racism. It wasn't the racial typecasting. I guess I'm not sure if it was even on purpose. It just happened, and no one were probably stupid and didn't think about
1: it back then. That's Mm -hmm. pretty much what
0: it was. Um, But yeah, they were very. I feel like the black
1: one was a little more on Was a little more racial than anything else because anyone could have looked at that and said black person, black ranger. Like, I feel like that would have been a little easier call to do, yeah. especially back then in the 90s. Um, and then I was also wondering, wouldn't it be, if we're updating it, wouldn't it be more progressive to have a dude be the Pink Ranger? Sure, but it's Hollywood.
0: <laughs> Clearly, we still haven't gotten over uh, breast-molded costumes, so.
1: <laughs> That's
0: a good point. Yeah,
1: so probably not. They didn't make large cod pieces for the men. No, no. <laughs> one One thing at a time, though we'll work on it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, moving on from Dragon Ball to another long-running shonen. Um I noticed that in the past we've when it comes to One Piece and merchandise, one thing that has stood out was I think it was a few years ago the uh mouse pads that were released for One Piece and it was I believe Nami, Robin and Boa Hancock and it was uh they were mouse pads with emphasized breasts. Um, that were supposed to be, I think they were supposed to be quote unquote armrests.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm (laughs) not sure if you've ever had those, those mouse pads, those ergonomic ones that have like the raised area at the wrist so that that. you can rest your wrist there or whatever. Uh Those were the boobs on the mouse pads, which is awful. And even, um, a few weeks ago or April, April fools, the one piece podcast, one of our writers, Jill, she put together a April fools and April fools where they had, uh, testicle mouse pads for the guys where it's like luffy and then basically he had bulging testicles that served as armrests (laughs) which i thought was great
1: yeah and um going off of that which is interesting the um of some official mouse pad merchandise was recently released that was regarding the males um specifically lucy <laughs> lucy luffy <laughs> i'm stuck in dress rosa <laughs> luffy Ace, law and zoro and is great i like how they kind of captured the same or a similar kind of uh face whereas with the females they had this kind of like eh, face like they, they didn't they didn't look happy to me except mm-hmm. for robin she looked okay she was like yeah sure rub you know Put your arm on my boobies, um, but like Acelon Zoro looks so disinterested. Like, mm, fine, put your arms on my pecs. Well, I think that's He's like just a, like eh.
0: that's. I think a Japanese scene where it's like, uh, I'm so not interested in you right now. And that makes me somehow more attractive. <laughs> the the aloof male. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like I'm too cool for this. I'm too cool for you.
1: It's like the uh, it's the male equivalent of like tsundere or whatever. I I don't know about that
0: because that just implies they are they're like soft underneath like underneath somewhere but it's You
1: don't just... think you don't think a lot of soft underneath? I don't know,
0: maybe. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's just it's funny. It's like a nice little parallel. I'm all for that. Go for it. It's it's really weird, but if someone's into it, fangirls eat up. It's about time that they get something. Mhm. I mean, I know they have like a lot of male body pillows and stuff so i mean i'm all for equal opportunity here
1: i might get one of the law mouse pads for my girlfriend though (laughs) are you
0: serious oh she she likes law law. yeah in that way would she probably roll her eyes if you gave that to her
1: i don't know but it'd probably be a worth it'd be a fun reaction you should do a (laughs) reaction video just a
0: reaction video yeah take a video of her I hate reaction
1: it. videos. They're so stupid. What? But yet they rack up so so many views on YouTube. Reaction videos to like what? To just anything. Any reaction videos. I uh, Here's the thing I hate on YouTube. I hate reaction videos and I hate the videos where it's like, hey, I just got a new DVD. I'm unpackaging it. Whoa, look at this. So you hate uh, unpackaging. Yeah, I hate those too. You're boring. You're awesome. Oh, how am I boring? It's boring. It, it, I think it's not boring. It's absolutely stupid to me how people uh, will rack up high views with just unwrapping something like that shows to me how full of time people are to waste what's wrong you know with how that? much how much time what people have to waste by looking at that what's wrong with it yeah. i don't know you could waste it by watching other videos or listening to our podcast <laughs> there see i just did a shameless plug for a podcast that people are already listening to good job Hey, we need to rack up more uh, likes
0: on Facebook. We do. We do. We're doing pretty good. We're like, we broke 700 recently, which is impressive. We We really need to actually start paying attention to the Facebook page. We? I've actually, I've been posting things. Have you? What do you posted? I posted the last like three episodes. Well, I know that apart from just the episodes. I'm talking about Uh, other things.
1: Okay. Whatever. (laughs) What's next? So um, I actually added this. This was a personal touch because it was something that I saw on Twitter. Um, Backup center for the Golden State Warriors, Festus Azili, actually tweeted earlier this week, and this is regarding One Piece. He tweeted, One Piece is getting good with a smiley face emoji and like the internet just kind of not the whole internet but a lot of people in the bay area were like what this guy's a anime fan blah blah everyone was like going about it and i was alerted to it through diego because i didn't i didn't see it the night before and he's like did you see this and so i saw it and i was like holy shit i can't believe that there's a you know basketball player on you know the closest team to me that is uh that is a one piece fan and people were just started calling him a weebo and he's all like, what's a weeb? And he started asking about that. And then people explained to him. And he said, yeah, I guess that's what I am. He got shout outs from Crunchyroll and a couple other Who local. Who was this again? Uh, this was the backup center for the Golden State Warriors basketball team, Festus Azili. Hmm. So what is he like? Uh, what is he like or what is. Did he talk about a show specifically or what? what is. He it? just said he just said one piece is getting good. So I'm I don't I don't know exactly where he is in the in the story, but it was just interesting to see someone actually tweet about uh, anime that isn't that doesn't seem to be in that circle. I mean, he's he's from Nigeria, so it's like it's interesting to me that uh, anyone that is an athlete actually likes something that's in kind of like unpopular culture and in, in nerd culture. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool.
0: He just said one piece. Yeah. I love how much it's like. I love it. I know much, it's it's such like a, a not a non story where it's just like one piece is getting good. Holy shit, he watches what I watch. He's
1: just yeah, like us. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> Whatever. I mean it's yeah, awesome. I'm
0: gonna try and get him on the show. Yeah, you should go get him on the show. I'm sure you have the connections for it.
1: Maybe. Do you? No, I don't. Well, Dude, she'll... if I had the connections I would have gotten more people on it's already. Like I would have fucked off this podcast and created my own. No. I'm waiting. I'll wait to do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't have the um, technical prowess that you do to create my own podcast.
0: That's the only reason I'm here. Pretty much. For the technical prowess. Basically. So that's all the news that I had. What do you have? I don't have anything, but I I know you wanted to talk about some stuff. I didn't have anything. I told you I didn't. But we want to talk about Civil War, right? Yes. Let's get into it. So Um, Captain America Civil War came out this this month it's the or this weekend it's the 13th episode or episode <laughs> 13th episode. i can't words today man words <laughs> are no good um 13th movie in the marvel cinematic universe and the third captain america film which and, is kind
1: of interesting that's a captain america film because it seemed more like an avengers film
0: <laughs> i i think it felt very captain america ish
1: I also felt like it made for a good um, Iron Man film. It could have also um, counted as an Iron Man film as well because there was a lot of uh, Tony history in that as well. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I could see that. But I, I almost feel like that was more developing of the villain in a way. He
1: was kind of <laughs> yeah, like the, the villain. villain. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, why don't we try s- s- to say, what can we say anything that's non-spoilerish first and then warn people about it? I'm trying to think what... Think. what were your? what's your overall reaction to
0: it, first of all? What are your impressions? And yeah, let's go from there. So this is non-spoilery for now. Mm-hmm.
1: So non-spoilery for now, um, I thought that the film did a really good job of um, expanding the universe by adding new characters, um, specifically Black Panther and Spider-Man, which we'd seen in trailers previously. Um, and it did a good job of fleshing those characters out, giving them a little backstory, introducing them into the world, uh, while also not neglecting the other characters, because I felt like what Avengers Age of Ultron did was it neglected a lot of the main Avengers Um, and every person kind of got like just a barely a little bit of time to be themselves while it was trying to introduce all these other aspects in, you know, for future movies, uh, into it. So I thought it was great to see, um, the new characters, Black Panther, Spider-Man, to also see a little more of Scarlet Witch and Vision because I, I felt that Vision... At least to me, he seemed a little shoehorned at the end of Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel like I really got a good understanding of his character or his uh, powers or what he can actually do. Um, so it was good to see a little more of their of their characters get developed. Um, there's no Hulk or no Thor in this film, and it makes sense that those two aren't in them. Not just not just because they're going to be in the Thor movie uh Ragnarok later on but just because I felt like those characters would have been out of place in this film in this context yeah in this in, context yeah because I think I think those two would have been on Captain America's side anyways
0: I think Thor would have been on Cap's side I think Banner probably would have been on Stark's side
1: I don't know because I don't feel like Banner has a good uh rapport with uh Thunderbolt with ross. Uh, general ross yeah, yeah. Right.
0: that's true <laughs> so, but at the same time he isn't the whole idea is that he's sort of been looking for ways to sort of control mm-hmm. like him that's he doesn't trust himself in yeah. a way, to the point where i feel like he almost would be on board for something like that Mm-hmm. maybe i maybe. don't know
1: i was i'm What i'm surprised a lot is that uh since Iron Man 3, we haven't seen Pepper. She's just been kind of out of the spotlight. Maybe she just doesn't want to be in any more Marvel films. I don't know if that's what's going on. I think she's, I think she's open to it, but, um,
0: and they're open to renegotiating, but they feel like they didn't necessarily need to at this point. She might oh. come back down the line. I don't think it's out of the question. It's just a matter of when... It's going to happen
1: if it's going to happen. Well, I feel like they keep finding great excuses for her not to be in. The film.
0: I mean, like they're gonna—they have to renegotiate and pay her more. So it's like um, they're not closed off to it, but if they cannot pay her, well, she was much. all super powered at the end of the third one. But then they undid it.
1: Yeah. So it's not like she's still super powered. Yeah. Um, I thought the you know this was another film directed by the uh, what were the brothers the Russo brothers, mm-hmm. um, and the fight scenes were just as great as they were in uh, winter soldier um really great cinematography with that stuff um i thought the this movie is def you know is obviously one that could only be completed or could only come to fruition through the establishment of the other films yeah uh with all the other characters and with kind of like the growing uh distrust of between Captain America, Iron Man. I honestly felt that Iron Man was more at fault for a lot of the problems in the MCU than Captain America. So he should have been, I don't know. He should have been, they should have locked him up a long time ago for creating Ultron. God. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, There were, there were more than, there was more than one villain in this movie, at least at the beginning. You know, they had Crossbones, which was cool. Um, I think that's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah, Crossbones. Um, I think the casting of both Black Panther and Spider-Man was really well done. I um, was kind of on the fence about Spider-Man because, you know, I'm so used to the other roles, that the, the other individuals that they had. Um, but I thought that um, – I don't know. who is the, What's the actor's name, the new Spider-Man? Oh, Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. I thought he captured the character pretty well of uh, – of Peter Parker, and of end of Spider Man during like the fights and everything like that. I'm like, yeah, that's the way that Spider Man is in the comics, and it makes sense that he's you know jokey during the whole you know fight and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was. I thought it was good character. Uh, I think every actor that was in that movie just did a standout job, even in their limited roles. You know, I thought um, Paul Rudd did really well as Ant Man. Again, um, I don't know if it's just me, but did his, I felt like his costume looked a little different. It, in it that did. movie. Okay.
0: It did, like it, it was it was more modernized because the other one was like eighties. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure in the time between that and this movie mm-hmm. he redesigned it to be more modern.
1: I don't feel like there was there would have been that much time difference though, because like the last scene at the end of Ant Man was kind of like there in this movie about what, a quarter of the way through? Yeah. So it seemed like there wouldn't have been that much time in between. Like, it would have been maybe, like, a few weeks or a month or something like that. Hey, Marvel Marvel scientists are very productive creatures. Right. Yeah, I'm sure Hank Pym just came up with a new design. I mean,
0: Iron Man, he was able to create, you know, his suit from scraps in the middle of the desert while being captive by a bunch of terrorists.
1: And I thought also what was cool in this film was, like, all the—I was wondering, like, how many different ways can Tony Stark make, uh, you know, input— the Iron Man equipment into like his everyday stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I like the, what like his watch or whatever that he had on that yeah. can turn into like the hand. And then like when he's in the jet and, it, and he's just able to go backwards in his seat and then he's in the suit again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But otherwise um, from what I saw in this film, it's, it's one that I would go to again, which is saying a lot because I don't usually ever go to a film more than once when it's in the theater. Mm-hmm. I'm just not that. I'm just not that guy because I don't feel like paying ten bucks again for a movie. Right. <laughs> um, it was. It's the best one that I've seen. But then again, I also haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Still, mm-hmm. it's it's there on my. It's there in my to watch list, and I haven't seen it yet. But uh, this is the best one that I can say that I've seen. I think this is perhaps my second
0: favorite one, next to the Winter Soldier. Okay, I've seen it twice. Uh, and while it's still really good, I think the winter soldier may ultimately hold up a bit better mm. at, under repeated viewings, mm-hmm. but I'm still kind of in the middle of deciding whether or not that is fully the case for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a great movie. They, they juggled a lot, but what yeah. I think what they did was really well. The Avengers is an ensemble piece. Like, the, the not this movie, but the Avengers is ensemble. They try to give everyone equal stake. There's not mm-hmm. necessarily a main character, so it may lack focus and it may lack drive. This is definitely a Captain America story with mm-hmm. Stark in the antagonist role for the most part, even though he's not the quote-unquote villain. Um, he's in the main antagonist role for the film. And that gives the story a lot of focus because at the end of the day, everything is in service of these two and their I guess "quote unquote" agendas and their their drives, their motivations, and I think that's what made this ultimately a much better film than the most recent Avengers film, and in my opinion, the first Avengers film as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I think sets it apart from a standard Avengers film in that it's not necessarily trying to spread the time and motivations between everyone, but rather mm-hmm. focusing it between these two or three. Because Black, pa- Black Panther, I guess, is kind of the third wheel in this as well. Yeah, between those three characters and then have everything else be in service of that goal and purpose, mm-hmm. you know, but while at the same time giving them their own motivation. So I think that was done immaculately. It was amazing. I do not know how they did it. <laughs> um, I watched a second time, as I said, I still don't quite grasp how they were able to manage it. But, you know, I think there is definitely some credit you need to give to the whole universe for setting everything up beforehand. So you still, you already had mm-hmm. a sort of uh, a like for these characters before going into it. But at the same mm-hmm. time, they did a lot of heavy lifting in this one as well. Like there was a lot of buildup at the front end of it, a lot of time and care given to all these characters. Scarlet, Witch, I think was a great standout in this film for me as well. Mm-hmm. You had it to know her motivations. The fact that she was kind of the inciting incident of this entire thing was awesome. Her envision their kind of relationship and dynamic that sort of alludes to potential romance in the future, which is in the (laughs) comic books, I thought was handled pretty deftly and well as well. Mm -hmm. I love how they used Hawkeye in the story. Um, He didn't necessarily – he didn't feel like a Me Too type of character anymore. He felt like he actually had a great role in it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Spider-Man, nailed Spider-Man. Ant-Man, I think, was more enjoyable in this film than he was in his own movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was
1: what was it that wasn't enjoyable in the first? Not one? that he wasn't enjoyable.
0: It's just that this is ironic because in his own movie, he had to basically stand alone as a full on character, and mm-hmm. as a result, he he wasn't necessarily a goofball. Mm. In this one, they sort of amped up the goofball aspect of him a bit mm-hmm. and sort of played it off. You know, he, yeah. because they didn't have time to sort of delve into the more intricate emotions that he had, they really they were really able to focus. And polarize him against the rest of the the cast and made him more goofy.
1: Well, I think it also made more sense to do it that way because I don't think – because at that point, he doesn't really have a huge stake in what's going on. He's just kind of been enlisted by Falcon and Captain America to just help out because he doesn't really know what's going on with the whole situation. He was just kind of a third party that was thrown into it. Kind of like Spider-Man. Yeah, so that's why he's kind of just like, hey, I'm just here to have fun. I don't know what's going on. I'm just helping out this side. I don't know everything. I'm just being told this by these people.
0: Right, and I think it works in his favor to make him more entertaining on, mm-hmm. frankly, a shallow level. But, you know, like everyone, like I said, they didn't need their all their—we um, didn't need to see them fully engaged in everything. We just needed to— have moments with all of them in service of the main story in service of the main characters. And I think it worked out very well in that aspect. And then Spider-Man was nailed. Ant-Man was nailed. As I said, Mm -hmm. Um, who else was there? Black Panther. Great job with Black Panther. I like the character arc that they gave him. Mm
1: -hmm. I was wondering, so he says, he says in the movie that the, the whole Black Panther thing gets like, Goes down through the family, or goes down through the like the line of uh, T'Challa people, because I think his dad was also named T'Challa, wasn't? It? That's like their last name. No, no, or no, something. T'ch- T'Chaka. His dad was T'Chaka, T'chaka. and oh, then he T'chaka. was T'Challa. Okay, so I was wondering, like, does that mean his dad was also the Black Panther before him? I believe it was in the comics. I'm not incredibly familiar with Black Panther okay. in the comics, to be honest. Okay, because I was going to say I was looking at his dad, and I was like, I don't think he could fit in that suit anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, my guess is that it was passed down, you know, along a while ago. Uh huh. Like maybe he passed it on to someone else before it even it passed on to T'Chaka or T'Challa.
1: Yeah. See, now you're getting confused. Well, yeah, it's
0: because you're dumbass. But yeah, um, yeah, I really liked it. And honestly, I think I also really liked the. Well, no, I'm not gonna spoil anything else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, overall, I think it's my second favorite Marvel f- film to date. I wouldn't be surprised if in the future it ends up being my first favorite. Mm-hmm. But for now, I think it's the second. Um, it w- It is kind of hard for me to sort of let go of, of the Winter Soldier as well because it was the first time where I was just like, yeah, Cap's a badass. I buy it now. Um, kind of like how everyone is like uh, they can't necessarily be objective about the Avengers because mm-hmm. it's the first time we saw them all together and it was just so iconic and yeah. you know influential in its way. So
1: I feel that same way about the Winter Soldier. So I'm not sure how biased I am on that. What do you think, if anything, DC could learn from the way that this movie was handled compared to BVS? Even though it is comparing apples to oranges, I would say, because those characters of the Justice League have not been established yet. I don't know. I mean, it's good storytelling. But, Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, I'm not sure if anything specific, because it's so... I mean, I hate to say it, but yeah, it is kind of like apples and oranges because they're trying to do something so fundamentally different mm-hmm. that I'd hate to inhibit them by saying, you need to do what Marvel's doing because it's working. Because that leads to redundancy. I don't yeah. want to see the same thing from these those films as I do from these films. And I mean, yeah, that's just basically what it comes down to. I mean, i not sure, just maybe patience, but I don't even know if I want that because we're already getting to the justice league stuff relatively early. And while it's not the same as Marvel, like people feel like they haven't earned it as much Mm -hmm. as Marvel. Like there's nothing wrong with the difference in storytelling. If they can execute it well and while BVS was executed debatably, you know, not that great. Then, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not sure if we could say it's not that easy of a question to answer.
1: Yeah. It's like I said, apples and oranges, and yeah. I honestly haven't seen Batman vs. Superman. I haven't even seen Man of Steel, just because Superman is not a character that really intrigues me at all. Mm-hmm. I've never been a fan of Superman. No, well, I've never been a fan of Superman either until I saw Man of Steel. Because
0: uh. he wasn't, that's the thing, if you're not a Superman fan, you just mm-hmm. might like Man of Steel. Hmm. Because he's he's not the Boy Scout. yeah. He's not like he, people say he's mopey. I honestly don't think he's that mopey. He's just trying to
1: figure out his place in the world. But, but do you think that him not being that Boy Scout that he is widely known as? Do you think that is what is a large factor in um, in splitting fans? I as think so. far as yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: I think it's a part of it. A lot of people claim to like that Superman. I can't for the life of me understand why. But <laughs> I mean, that's just me. I, I like. More nuanced storytelling, so any any time you can you're able to get more nuanced storytelling i'm all for it because people aren't black and white and I hate it when they're black and white uh-huh. and even cap isn't really isn't black and white they've man, managed to make him a boy scout while well, at the same time not necessarily be black and white he's a man mm-hmm. with flaws and stuff and even if he was a perfect Boy Scout, people say, oh, they handled Cap. Why can't they do Superman like that? I'm like, it's completely different. Superman yeah. is completely uninteresting because he's a man who has never been weak. He's a man who's this. Like, if you don't sort of explore the aspects of him feeling alien, he's not really a character. He's just a caricature. Whereas mm-hmm. with Steve Rogers, he started off as someone who was weak and had to basically sur- survive off his sheer willpower mm-hmm. and, you know, the goodness of his heart. And. Then he became strong, so that sort of influenced his perspective on life. Like, okay, I get why he's a Boy Scout now. With Superman, that does not make sense that he would be a Boy Scout because he's always had this power. And yeah, I just, if, unless you see him struggling with figuring it out, it just makes no sense to me. So that's one of the yeah. reasons why Superman has never interested me and why Man of Steel actually interested me, even though it wasn't perfect execution. I like the ideas that Zack Snyder brings to the table. I think more than his execution. Hmm. Okay, so that's where I stand. But Civil War, you liked it? You thought it was really good. I
1: loved it. Do you I want it. to
0: talk spoilers at all, or do you think are you content what? with what you said?
1: Oh, I'm well. I'm I'm content. I had one question though. Sure. I haven't seen I haven't seen Age of Ultron in a while, and I was just wondering from your recollection, do you remember Vision or Scarlet Witch being? Um, developed much at all in that film scarlet witch a little bit mm-hmm. because she had uh that
0: scene with hawkeye where oh yeah he basically says they need to buckle down and be like be basically either shit or get off the pot yeah and he kind of had a similar type of role with civil war where he it turns out it seems like he's he's basically become the de facto uncle for her <laughs> yeah. you know the guy who sort of gives her that extra push mm-hmm. um and i kind of like that dynamic between the two Hmm. um but yeah that was that moment as far as developing vision mm-hmm. not really yeah he he was still kind of like a baby out of the womb still figuring things out and i like they're taking time to sort of explore that nature of him in this film as well
1: mm-hmm. okay very right, good so that that's that's my similar thoughts on that too i was kind of sad that they killed off quicksilver in the last film though i was okay with that because he wasn't
0: nearly as interesting as quicksilver and x-men yeah. And also like, the thing is that you have to be careful with high speed powers because you could just clear like you can over have them be way overpowered.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, even like in the flash, the only mm-hmm. reason why the flash never actually or doesn't always win or why there's any drama is because either there's other fast characters or because he's a dumbass when he fights. <laughs> it's like fucking get up barry too
1: too overconfident it's like or something. hurry
0: up barry get up do some shit like how he yeah. always like he doesn't do things as quickly like if a person falls you wouldn't wait for the person to get up and do some power you would just fuck yeah. him up right away or take him to the little to the to metahuman cage like that the only reason why he that doesn't happen is because he's a, like a dumbass and does that shit and realistically, it doesn't quite make sense. So you have to find ways to make sure that these characters have these challenges in a way. Yeah. You have to because if you
1: were them. if you were trying to make it more realistic, the episodes would last about five minutes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and then you wouldn't have enough. Um, you wouldn't have enough Cisco in there. And I need a lot of Cisco. Cisco's amazing. He's like yeah. my
0: favorite character. They've <laughs> yeah. done good with Cisco. He basically says what I'm thinking every single episode.
1: <laughs> yeah well that's as that's as far as i have for non-spoiler do you want for, to talk spoilers so, for civil war let's, at all? let's do it okay yeah. so if you have not seen
0: captain america civil war do not continue listening however feel free to go to our you know follow us on twitter at jam the writer and at dominic or excuse me dm rosales
1: at, at pwn goat junkie i have gone back to what i was before oh why i don't know i just felt it was time I had some kind of, uh, I feel like I went through a, a character arc and now I've gone back to how I was before. I found myself.
0: Oh, okay. Well, tell yeah, us so what, the, what about the character arc happened? What happened? I don't know.
1: Oh, okay. So <laughs> I honestly don't know. Pongo, I just felt like
0: going back to it. At Pongo Junkie then. And then also, uh, check us out at com. We got big changes on the horizon in regards to everything because we're being, I guess, absorbed into Maji Media, um, which is great. So stuff is happening. Keep an eye out for that in the future.
1: We may have some Avengers s crossovers with those other podcasts. Oh yeah,
0: so <laughs> well, um, <we> do. <laughs> moving on from that into spoilers, what do you want to talk about? Spoiler,
1: spoiler wise. Hmm. Well, I was kind of saddened to see Crossbones be killed off so quickly. Oh man, I thought I thought that he would actually kind of like get away and then be in there a little later throughout this throughout the uh, movie, but I do see his use, you know, to set up everything, Mm -hmm. even though I feel like it would have been set up anyways, even if they hadn't destroyed all of that, Mm -hmm. um, just because of the other events. Um, but I was, I I honestly was really surprised at how quickly that he was just ready. Like, I'm just going to kill you with me. Uh, Well, yeah, I guess
0: that was his, his thing. He just hated him so much. He was just like, I'm just taking him out. I don't care.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. To to me it seemed like uh, another another expendable villain that Marvel wanted to get rid of. Which has always been my problem with the Marvel films is them killing the people off. But then it's like really what are you gonna do? Just put them in like a prison like they do in Arrow and and Flash so that they can get out again. You know, it it to me. I guess that kind of old comic concept does seem a little antiquated, and does seem like something that wouldn't be realistic in this day and age.
0: And it doesn't necessarily work on the scope that the MCU is going for, because it's not necessarily people messing up the city. It's mm-hmm. like the world constantly, or like bigger issues, and they're they're mm-hmm. globe hopping. Wait, is that the right thing? Globe trotting, I guess, from place to yeah. place. It's just, it just it's not as small. It's all international stuff. It's not mm-hmm. as small as, like, the stuff that we grew up with, necessarily.
1: Absolutely. What did you think about Crossbones? I thought
0: he was good. Like, I liked the evolution of the character. Um, he was kind of a badass. That whole fight scene at the very beginning was awesome. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that he... I actually like the fact that he he died. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it did a lot for the story itself. And it makes perfect sense how everything turned out as a result of his scheme, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I mean, like, it is a bit disappointing that he won't come back to it, but I understand the universe just keeps getting bigger, so mm-hmm. you can't necessarily dwell on these villains for more for very long. I do wish they would have some more stick around and actually stay alive, but yeah, it's, it is kind of antiquated in a way, but <sighs> yeah, I mean, I don't have any problems with it. Like, I yeah. actually didn't, I'm thinking about it more and more. The more I think about it, the more I don't mind what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't Yeah,
1: mind. I mean, um, at first, when I first watched it, I was kind of like, ah, that seemed kind of really quick for him to just go out like that. But then thinking about it, he was just a small peg in the overall story at that point. And I honestly couldn't see Crossbones as more of a, uh, as a huge villain unless he was teamed up with someone. Mm-hmm. Because he just seemed like he he just seemed like he wasn't he wouldn't have been that big of a problem, right? For any of those adventures, yeah, yeah, he could be taken down pretty easily. Yeah, so I'm fine with it. It's it's fine. Um, how many times can you say shit in a PG-13 movie before it becomes not PG-13? I don't think there's a limit. I know they did it like probably about five <laughs> or six times in this movie. Yeah, I was surprised.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's funny how that's like a. I, it's funny. I never thought of, of shit as like a really, really bad word, but apparently mm-hmm. it's like one of those four letter words that are a big deal on TV.
1: Well, or in entertainment, I guess, in general. And I guess it's also and it's also because it's like, even though it's a PG-13 movie, uh, I think everyone still has the same uh, or not everyone, but a lot of people who don't watch a lot of these movies are um, kind of stuck with the perception that comic book films are for kids. Who is I don't know I saw I had There were a lot of kids In the um, movie theater That I went to mm. So I
0: don't know Well I mean I wouldn't say I wouldn't say necessarily Like oh If you're in a, If you're a kid You can't watch this Like it's not like Super mature
1: Oh I wouldn't say that either yeah. I was just surprised At how many times Shit was on there I was like Man we're so close Let's just have a fuck <laughs> Why oh. not I was thinking You are talking about Like a legit sex scene On screen <laughs> No No we could do that too. I don't care. Whatever. Well, we already had that kind of. We had. We get that with the Netflix series, mm. or at yeah. least with Jessica Jones. With Jessica
0: Jones. There was a lot. There was a bit of it in Daredevil. Daredevil season two, but it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't on that same level. No. <laughs>
1: um. Why? I was wondering why they cast Aunt May as really young. Okay. If it was just. If if we it was just to, can we talk about Aunt May? Yeah.
0: I think it's interesting how when we think of Aunt May, we think of a grandma, when she's an aunt and not a fucking grandma. Aunts okay. for fifteen-year-olds can be around forty, and I think Marissa Tomei mm-hmm. is older than forty, actually. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not weird. It's it's it makes sense that they are. She's rel, she's how old is she? <laughs> she is um. She was born in 1964, so she's pushing 50. Yeah. So that's not weird to me at all. Like, okay. like uh, her sister would be the same age. Is there anything weird about a 50-year-old sister having a teenage son? Almost.
1: That's almost too old in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the only reason I think that... Was just because I'm so used to, and it's not just the movies. I'm just used to the comic perception of her, and the comic perception from the very beginning has always been an elderly grandmother figure. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Ben was the same way. Uncle Ben, Aunt May, they were very elderly looking uh, in the comics. So that's all. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was a, a good casting. I was fine with it. it. I was wondering if it just seemed like it went good. Um, for the moment, just so uh, Tony could make some jokes off of it. Well, I think they, they were addressing it, because when
0: she was cast, people were like, uh, she's a little young. And it's <laughs> just like, just because she's not a grandma,
1: that makes yeah. that makes no sense. <laughs> um, do you think that it was... I have all these questions. Sure. Um, do you, Do you think it was wise for them not to kill off any of the Avengers in this film?
0: I think it is okay for them not to kill them off, because... I mean, do we need to kill them off? Like, I felt like the emotional stakes were fine without having
1: to kill anyone. Mm -hmm. And I think the emotional... I mean, well, before the whole reveal at the end, you know, for Tony and everything with his parents having been killed by the Winter Soldier, which honestly... I didn't see that coming. No, I, I don't know why I didn't. I probably should have, with all the setup from the beginning, when Tony's talking about his parents and everything like that, and to the you know the beginning scene in the movie. I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. And then I like seeing how that you was sure like, you're
0: like chiding yourself for not seeing a plot twist. You're just like I am because I, I, feel like I'm I'm I feel like I'm I feel
1: like I'm smart, but I'm not. <laughs> I mean, that's why those those are there to, to do that to sort of add twists to the turns. I, under, I understand that. But most of the time in this day and age, I can see a twist coming a mile away. And I guess that just shows that someone is a smarter writer than I gave them credit for.
0: Mm. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was good. Like, I think everything was done very well. I don't think it was um, weird that you didn't see it coming. Like they built it mm-hmm. up perfectly. Well, but it was, I think su- just subtly enough done to where mm-hmm. it didn't really affect anything negatively.
1: And I I would say going off of the – not killing off any of the Avengers, if I was to pick one expendable Avenger, it would have been War Machine. Yeah. Because we already have Iron Man.
0: Here's the thing that's also sort of come to my mind is that at the end of Avengers Age of, Ult- Age of Ultron and we saw like the new Avengers, like War Machine, Falcon, mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch, Vision, Cap, and Black Widow, for a lot of people they just go like, well, those are the B-grade Avengers – and, right, like, I don't think anyone actually thinks of those guys as, like, full-on The Avengers. They just think, well, those are the ones that they could only get, be- you know, they're the second tier. They're
1: just not the big names, the, the, the and,
0: more commonly known. And here is sort of the problem with with what Marvel is doing, is that these characters are constantly put into secondary roles, mm-hmm. all of them. They're not, they're, they're not given their own movies to lead, they're not given their own franchises, and that is a disservice like i'm can sam wilson carry his own movie i don't know maybe not but at the same time if he's not given the chance we'll never get that chance to actually see him as his own character we just think of him as like an awesome sidekick Mm -hmm. um and even in scarlet witch like she still seems b-grade because we don't necessarily we haven't had a full movie to sort of go into her stuff so it's like i think with her character though it's difficult we're never going to get To that point where they feel like A-list Avengers unless we actually take the time and take the risk to develop them on their own.
1: Mm -hmm. I feel like with Scarlet Witch, though, it might be a little more difficult for Marvel to do that just because they don't own the rights to the X-Men. And there's more of her story to do with the X-Men than there is to do with anything else, even though they did write her character differently in this film. So I'm wondering exactly how much more backstory we could have on her.
0: They can find they can find ways to do it like that. I don't think is a problem. Mm Hmm no magneto (laughs) no magneto though yeah yeah but um i'm worried to see what happens at the end because at the end of the day like until infinity war happens and stuff like these people that are currently avengers aren't going to be the avengers like no one's going to see them as the avengers until well
1: and i think a good thing that the film did the way that the film ended it basically set up the secret avengers which is the other side which is split off so and it was originally run by captain america i think the secret avengers was. yeah it happened during the civil war comic when they were were underground yeah so They're it makes complete sense this. now that we now we have one set of avengers that is you know law-abiding and then we have one that is not and it's kind of you know they operate on their own um personally i would have been team cap Because I believe the same things that Captain America does. I wouldn't want to have to wait for some, you know, delegate body, governmental body to have to be like, okay, we approve that you guys can go in now after all the shit's gone down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I feel like the whole thing really um, came about mainly because of the guilty conscience that Tony Stark has. It seems it's more him than anyone else. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think it's just it's it's been something that's been building up since Avengers because it carried over from Avengers into Iron Man three and how he felt about you know how he started getting all what crazy after New York and everything he's like oh I'm afraid to go fight and stuff I don't know he went through that annoying character arc for me uh, and then. Uh, just carrying on after this. It's, it just seems like everything is kind of more uh, Stark-based as far as like why he even wanted to have this go on, but it makes sense for him to play that antagonist role. Yeah, I agree. Um, what did you think to... of the villain? I thought the villain had the most convoluted plot to turn the Avengers against each other that I've ever seen. Um, it made... I mean it kind of made sense in the end but let's 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 say that Captain America and winter soldier make it to that facility uh and we'll get back to the that facility later because I had something else I had some other questions about that um and let's say they make it there they find the guy but let's say no one gives Iron Man the information of where they are. How does how differently does that turn out? Oh, I wanted you guys to fight each other and then they're like, "Oh, wait, there's no Iron Man to fight anybody." Oh well, that plan failed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just seemed like there had to be so many coincidences of things to work out before that plan actually would have come to fruition. Mm-hmm. It did, you know, in the end, but I felt like I mean, it made sense, I guess, for him to have the motivation to do that. But it just felt like it was such to me. I felt like it was a huge stretch to just imagine that a guy would go through all of these steps just to make that happen. Hmm. Um, but like I said, I can see it. It makes sense to me. Uh, I honestly thought this guy was going to be more Hydra than more than personal, you know, personal based. But I guess I think it honestly. Um, him not being like super Hydra based makes it actually better than if it had been more Hydra based because it creates that personal uh, that personal story that is kind of the reason of why Tony is doing this in the first place because you never know what kind of people you can create because of the, you know, the people that you kill or the, you know, the accidents that happen because things are perceived differently when you're on the other side. Right. So, you know, in that way, his character was kind of a uh, – a. it was it was created from the whole conflict of everything that was going on and showed, like, what can happen. So it, in that way, his character was a success. I don't think he'll be doing anything else unless his character plays more of a role, but I can't see him doing anything else because he seems like he already accomplished his goal.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, he – wasn't necessarily I here's what I liked about the movie I liked I liked him as a villain his motivations I thought were awesome Mm -hmm. he was probably the most interesting villain apart from Loki in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Mm -hmm. um and what I really enjoyed is that his plot it wasn't at the end of this the Avengers didn't team up and fight against one force Mm -hmm. like it basically it literally was civil war it was them against each other and it was basically that through the end and I like the fact that his plan led to that, and it led to that. It wasn't just, oh, we're going to team up and fight this guy, because mm-hmm. I was, we were just waiting for that to happen, Kirsten and I, and it didn't happen, and I respected the fact that they were able to resolve it in a way where, yeah, this guy did accomplish his goal. There, was, there is some bitterness between these people still, even at the very end. Like, they're not mm-hmm. necessarily the best of friends by the end of it, and things are changed.
1: I honestly was thinking that it was going to go in a completely different way because of all of the buildup of, oh my God, we got to get here before this guy activates these other super soldiers and then he killed them.
0: Yeah, it's funny because when you first (laughs) saw the super soldiers, I was thinking, hmm, so there hasn't been really any, like, how are they going to take on these guys if there's only three of them? Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about all that stuff and I was like, well... Could they? Could he kill them all? Maybe. And I was thinking that would be a letdown if he did that. How would that work? And then he he ended up killing them. And I was just like, Oh, okay, that's interesting. So what what happens now? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. It was it was really interesting that they did that, and I enjoyed that. It was kind of it was kind of a risk taking thing. I enjoyed it.
1: It was absolutely a risk taking thing because it seemed like they were building up to that happening, and I was really surprised that they actually went the route of. Whoa! This guy just found these guys frozen and then just sh- killed them. So he mm-hmm. kind of like took care of what could have been a potentially disastrous situation um, to further his own goal. Because his own his goal wasn't to reawaken these people. His goal was just to get these people to the to get the Avengers to fight each other,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and or and to get them in like one one locale
0: mm-hmm.
1: together. So. I mean, it was convoluted. I
0: agree with that. But at yeah. overall, I like where the character went and what he mm-hmm. accomplished and how that played into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it was a success. It was able to avoid most of the pitfalls that it could have easily fallen into. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So yeah, that's that's kind of my thoughts on it. I'm not sure. I can think of any other questions I have.
1: You? Mm. Mm-hmm. No, it just seemed like um in this movie, there was a lot of um like how you said globe shrouding like here and there and everywhere you know there's like oh, now we 're over in Vienna now we 're over in France now we 're over here, and over here, and over here you know there was all these different like kind of locales, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. I was fine with it being more of a like kind of a global uh film, right, and yeah. I always wonder how like smaller t v shows like Agents of Shield actually fit in here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, more and more, the TV universe is really kind of going off and being its own thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, it,
0: it's just completely separate. And I know the Marvel Entertainment, the company that does the TV stuff, is, is really handled separately from Marvel Studios, who does the film stuff. So, I don't mm-hmm.
1: I don't expect them to be crossing over anytime soon, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised. How, how overpowered would it have been if uh, Hulk and Thor had been on the team?
0: <laughs> it would have been ridiculous. Well, I mean, I'm not, like... <laughs> Thor, I'm not sure he would have been able, or Thor, gonna try that again. Hulk, I'm not sure he would have been able to control himself enough to sort of actually adhere to one side in a measured way. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, his stuff is more global, whereas this is more personal.
1: Yeah. And Thor would have just been like, I have no idea what's really going on here. I don't adhere to a government. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't adhere to a government. He would just be like, no, like, no way. Like, you don't control
0: me. (laughs) Like, I'm an Asgardian. I'm not an Earthling. You don't, I'm not Mm.
1: bound by your laws. Mm. But yeah, I liked um, I liked Ant Man in this movie as far as like him getting big. I completely forgot that he can get huge too. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> so was used fun. to him getting small.
0: It's funny because I knew I knew like I've, I'm pretty sure I've written articles about him probably being giant man in this one, and then like mm-hmm. I forgot, and then when he was just like, I can create a distraction, but I might rip myself in half, and I was just like, mm-hmm. What's gonna happen? And then mm-hmm. it happened. I was like, No shit, that's gonna happen. I forgot. It was yeah. one of those situations where like you had Where it's like, How did I not see that coming? hmm um and it was handled great though
1: yeah no it was and it was funny yeah <laughs> yeah because then I, then Tony's just like is there anyone else on this team that has any powers that we don't know about yeah that was funny <laughs> uh yeah it was cool seeing him get big um I'm trying to think what other cool things there were <sighs> Mm, I don't know. Everyone was just really cool. Um, I liked uh, Hawkeye coming around. He's just like the grizzled veteran now, mm-hmm. just like I'm. I'm too old for this shit, kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the dynamic between him and uh, uh, Black Widow, and they're mm-hmm. funny. Hey, we're still friends, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I like I liked
0: her too. I like how she turned on them and, and basically came back to Cap mm-hmm. because you know it it made sense that she would be a, c- conflicted. In a way, this is kind of the family that she was never able to have in her her early years, mm-hmm. and her wanting to sort of keep that at all costs kind of made mm-hmm. sense. But at the end of the day, she was more loyal to to Cap's cause and to Cap in general because
1: of how good friends they are. So- well, I think it made more it would have made more sense for her um, her character and her history at that point to be more on Cap's side than on you know on Iron Man's side. No, I'm saying I understand where she's coming uh-huh. from. Why she was on Tony's side was
0: because, like I said, this is the only family that she's really had that's stuck around, and mm-hmm. she'd want to keep that, even if, like, like she said, better to have one hand on the steering wheel than none. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, to keep it, even if it's sort of like a, butch- a butchered version of itself. Mm. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say about the movie. It's, uh, it was all done really well. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up then. Well, uh, we can wrap up before that. So the next film in the MCU, I believe is Dr. Strange, mm-hmm. which, uh, I saw a trailer of that, that accompanied the film, um, but, And I guess the thing that's been a big buzz lately was the casting for the ancient one who trains uh, Doctor Strange Um, and about it being cast uh, in a woman, having a woman cast in that role instead of it being the old man that it was in the past. Do you have a problem with that at all? No. I mean, honestly,
0: I actually think the the story actually didn't become about woman versus man. It became about – Uh, Asian versus American or white. Oh, gotcha. Well, I mean, it was that kind of, but also Asian versus white and Scott Derrickson, the director of it actually came out with a tweet saying like, basically I understand the controversy. I am learning. I am listening. Mm -hmm. Essentially implying that, okay, maybe it wasn't respectful for me to cast a traditionally Asian character as a white woman, Mm -hmm. um, in the future. Maybe I won't make the same mistake. You know, I'll like, give more minorities a chance to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you know, I think it'll be great. You know, she's a great actress. She's weird, so it, it matches perfectly <laughs> with that type of character. Even if it's, I mean, it's a mantle passed on. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, it would—it's a missed opportunity for like an Asian actor or actress. It could have been a female Asian woman as well.
1: True.
0: So um, could have been
1: Lucy Liu. It
0: could have been Lucy Liu. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it could have been a number of people, but like the fact that the director is basically saying, yeah, okay, I I guess I made a mistake. Um, you know, I won't make it again. Mm. -hmm. Um, as far as whether or not it bothers me, no, it's a mantle passed on from generation to generation or person to person. So it's not a huge deal, but Mm -hmm. I understand why people like, uh, people saying like, this is a traditionally Asian character. Can't we get an Asian actor in a role that is traditionally Asian? Yeah. Like, can't we get anything? So, yeah. yeah,
1: that makes sense. I can see that gripe. But on so the what whole, com-
0: I have no actual gripe with the character being portrayed by her because she's a good actress.
1: So what's supposed to come after Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange
0: next year, we have. I know I'm trying to think we have three movies coming out next year.
1: That sucks. We only have two this year.
0: <laughs> well, usually it's two. Oh, like, I don't think we've had three in a year before. Next year is going to be the first one. But next year we have... I, I don't know what's coming up first. Let me take a look really quick. I know we're going to get Spider-Man in July. Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Guardians of the, so May, May 5th, we're going mm-hmm. to get Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm. Then July 7th, Spider-Man Homecoming. And then Thor Ragnarok on November 3rd. Hmm. And then 2018 in February, we're getting Black Panther. Um... Then in May 4, 2018, we're getting Avengers Infinity War Part 1. Mm-hmm. July 6, 2018, we're getting Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, and in 2019, we're getting Captain Marvel and Avengers Part 2.
1: Hmm. Somewhere they're going to have to put in a Black Widow standalone film.
0: Which they talked about doing, or at least Kevin Feige, the head at Marvel, talked about doing. <laughs> they should. I don't know why they wouldn't. Yeah, she's a great character, and I don't see why not. Like They have one of the most bankable actresses you know, currently working in Hollywood today, use her. Mm -hmm.
1: Use her. Well, I mean, use her like utilize. I know. I know what you mean. Just messing with you, dude. All right. Well, yeah, I guess that just wraps everything up. I'm looking forward to all
0: of those new films in a couple of weeks. We're probably going to shoot for, uh, your line, April. I'm have more time now. So I could probably actually make the time to watch it. So that'll be the next one we cover. Unless something else happens, but hopefully it it's won't. It's a
1: good one to marathon.
0: Cool. Yeah. So, be sure to check us out on iTunes at Animanga Podcast. com. That'll be changing really soon. To um, what? Well, I, no, no, not the, the domain name. The site itself is going to be changing really soon. Are you confused? Mm-hmm. Are you confused? I'm asking. Yes. Okay. I said the site's going to be changing very soon. Yeah. I get it. We're going to be changing, what, to Maji Media or something? No, no, we're changing to Anamonga. The site itself is going to be changing soon. The physical site, the actual site that you go to, is going to change soon.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I don't understand what was so confusing about that. I don't know. Um, Okay, so that's going to be changing really soon. And um, uh, what else? follow us on twitter at jam the writer for me and pongo junkie for dominic Mm -hmm. and be sure to check out our facebook page at facebook.com slash anamanga podcast i don't know when but we're gonna try to start doing more stuff on that like post more interesting news pieces or something so we shall see but
1: uh when you get some
0: time when i get time which i can never seem to find but thanks so much for listening and we will see everybody in a couple of weeks see ya bye-bye